pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, and Survivors here members Jasmine, jasmine.iac on Instagram, and Bridget, ex-Prophecy Girl on Twitter. Obviously, the episode that we're going to cover is Ophelia, which is the 11th episode of Season 7 of Fear the Walking Dead. All right, so let's talk about this episode, but before we do... We've got to talk about ways and how to support us. Obviously, the first thing is follow us. Just follow us on ko-fi.com slash dead. When you do, you'll know when we record. You'll know when we drop our unedited episode recordings. But it's also a means to when you decide to, if you decide to, jump in and tip us for 30 days of support about content, which includes the, the ability to be in the real-time chat as we talk about these episodes so that your opinion factors into the conversation. Or you can join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month, which gives you Discord access, which means you could talk about this episode even before we record it. You can get some insider tips, some conversations about the show. You can be more involved in a way that you never thought you would be for just as little as a dollar a month. Just follow and you'll know. You can also support us by buying some merch. All weekend long, we have a sale in our merch store. Click the main (laughs) menu at the top left at squawkingdead.com. Choose merch and you're on your way. Or you can click the link in any one of our videos if you're watching. When you go to the merch store, there are a plethora of logo-based designs and graphic-based designs for you to choose from. So uh, support us. Another way you can support us is by heading to PhineasCoffee.com. It's what I'm drinking right now. It is wonderful, tasty, delicious, top-tier coffee with beans selected from around the planet. The important thing is when you buy a bag of coffee, every bag of coffee you buy from Phineas Coffee, it means $1 for Squawking Dead. And when you use our promo code Squawking Dead, no spaces, at checkout, you will get 10% off your purchase. So you can use that promo code or click the link in the description. Both will work. And uh, enjoy your coffee. And we'll enjoy your support. I want to know what everybody thinks of this episode because I'm going to say obviously... There are some powerful performances, some really interesting emotional beats. But before we got on, Jasmine was saying how normally when she watches a TWU show, she's like all ears, paying attention, can't break away. This episode, you're kind of snoozing a bit. Yeah, this one put me to sleep. I was just not feeling it. Now, I want to tell you why that may have been the case, (laughs) because it's going to be a total attack on a particular person that you may love or not. Uh, I was like pointing at myself. (laughs) (laughs) Alicia Alicia Debnam Carey actually directed this episode. It may be the case that you didn't like this episode because she sucks as a director. That's Jasmine, not me. I never never said that. I think you're putting words in her mouth. I'm just saying. Just saying. I did not hear Jasmine say any of that. That, That's like the taste test when you say, oh, that's gross. Guys, you you drank the Pepsi. Like, oh, no, I love Pepsi. Like, anyway, Alicia Devon Carey is the Pepsi in this scenario. <laughs> just kidding. Well, I'm just kidding. I, I wanted to. I'm, is, guys, I'm just kidding. It's possible. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That it was a combination of factors, including the writing. <laughs> no, Alicia, Alicia also wrote this episode. So there you go. I'm kidding. She didn't write this episode. <laughs> All right. Screw Alicia Guys, the next headline Jasmine.iac hates Alicia Devon Carey. <laughs> Big news from, de- from Deadline. I just made me think that she can't direct as well as other directors. Jasmine, Jasmine, <laughs> do you do you like Daniel as a character? Like, is he one of the ones I you love, like? Or? I love okay. Daniel as a character. Okay, I was curious because I really love him, and I did. I liked this episode. Would you I, say? I was. Would you say he's your why. angel baby, Daniel? Sweet angel baby, Daniel. 
I love when she does that. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Hey, babies. <laughs> like, brightens my day instantly. There are very few things that do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. I think it was frustrating to see like a deterioration of a character that I loved so much. And then also, I felt like Luciana was very inconsistent in the episode of going from like, oh yeah, you know, we gotta look after Daniel to the moment he says something slightly hurtful, it's like, ah, oh, fuck Daniel. It just felt like her character didn't have like a direction. It was kind of just like she was just changing throughout the episode. And I found it a bit frustrating. I did not like the flip-flopping of her behavior. I did have a hard time with that. Because at the beginning I of the episode... I think it's quite in character for her, though. Don't you think? It, well, was I talking to you and Charity when I mentioned that, like, I was like, that's so out of character for Luciana. And then I was like, wait a second. And then we're like, well... Wait a second, let me think back yeah. to season yeah. three. <laughs> exactly. And it what? was in character for her. Okay, so yeah. no, expand on that. Season three, why? What so, was happening in season three? Uh, so I, I mentioned this to Rachel and Charity earlier in the week. We had a conversation and briefly spoke about the episode. And I had said that at first I was really like, this isn't how Luciana would act, like, at all. This isn't in her character. And then I was like, wait, season three, they're on the ranch... And she is like, screw these people, let's just leave. I'm leaving. I don't care. And Nick, you know, who she loves and who she wants to be with is like, I can't just leave. My family's here. I care about them. And also, these people need help and we should be helping them. And she's like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> like, that was, So like, really, when I think about that, how she was back then, and have we seen a ton of character development in her since then? Not really. Until this episode, not much, no. Not really. So that was kind of in character for her. Now, I think the part of her connecting with Daniel and him becoming her family was fighting that instinct in her to just kind of, I got to do whatever I got to do. So I think that was kind of butting heads, but I didn't like the way that they presented it. I wish that they could have given her, and I don't know how they would have done it, but some more exposition to make that seem like an internal conflict instead of just... I have this opinion, wait, no, now I feel this way. And the flip-flopping that was happening. What what exactly was flip-flopping, though? I just, I'm just curious. I just want so, that articulated a little bit better. At the beginning of the episode, Morgan is like, we need Daniel because we're fighting Strand. Not because we need Daniel because he's a person who we care about and that we love and we should protect everybody that we care about. But we need him because he knows Strand. Which Luciana was like upset. She was like taken aback by that. Like, I don't care for this response. This is a person that we're talking about and we care about him. To articulate, Morgan is saying, and I, after second watch, I kind of knew what Morgan was trying to say. I we need too. him. We need him at full speed so he can articulate what Strand might say. I don't think Morgan intended to put Daniel in harm's way. That was the key difference. Yeah. I think. And then. Like, can you hurry up and, so that we can get his brain? Yeah. And not then put him her... in because he wouldn't be useless useful for us to in the tower like he would be like ah, oh, i don't know where i am who am i exactly <laughs> whatever and but he could be strategic about exactly what they did so i i got that but she seems even upset by that thought and then later is willing to completely lie to him and potentially i mean i don't know how else to say this but just break his brain like but only like much much like near the absolute end of the the, the episode though Yes, but there was some in between there, which Jasmine was referring to, where she's like, you know, Daniel would be like, no, you're not my daughter. And so don't tell me 
you know, we're not family, which is very much a callback to the way that Daniel was in season one and season two. I have to protect my family. You are not my family. Other people that I'm with. I like and that. so it was like mm-hmm. it, it, he had reverted back to that point. But she heard that and was like, oh, well, then screw him. I just didn't so the, like it. I didn't like I the back and forth. So the flip flopping you're referring to is not Luciana per se. It's like the flip flopping of Daniel and Luciana on who they are to one another, essentially. It's like in her regard, it, like it's her regard to their relationship that I feel like flip flops. I thought it was more like his regard to their relationship, in my opinion. Well, he does too, but he is suffering from like memory loss issues. I I, want to say this, but I don't want to sound harsh in saying it, but I feel like Daniel portrayed that kind of flip-flopping in a very like natural, articulated way, and maybe the performance from the actor that played Luciana could have been better to better articulate the internal conflict perhaps and i'm not a fan of like endless exposition for no reason but giving her even if it had been like a side conversation with wes that shared the conflict that she was internally running into that she want you know if there had been more of that i feel like it could have sold that a little bit better for me but i i don't know a ton about her character despite as long as she's been on the show who does we don't know a bunch about her I was like, who who does? Uh, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I will say, I, I actually kind of like that there wasn't the exposition because the feeling that I got throughout my watch, and you can you can watch the Dave react, whatever, is that in the sub, Luciana had control of the situation for all we know. But as far as we know, outside the sub, that situation spilled out and ha- it was all over the place. Nobody could control it as much as she was trying to. And so I kind of like the fact that we're frustrated as an audience because won't won't somebody stop Daniel? And the, but then you think, can somebody stop Daniel? That's the other thing. Because I think Luciana is painfully aware because of what he says. He says, "Don't think you can replace Ophelia. You're not my daughter." You know that sort of thing. And then, like, first of all, seeing them in the distance, knowing what Luciana sounds like, it's it's us, Daniel. Hey, it's us. It's whatever. And he goes, take off your masks and he shoots the freaking gun. So like, you don't know what you're in for if you try to use force. I mean, even Wes is coming up to him and says, don't touch me. I'm like, wait, I, you know me. <laughs> what? Oh, this is getting, I know, we kind of know what he's capable of, but we don't really. Like Lucy knows. It was mentioned in this episode that Daniel has, uh, you saw what I, I'm capable of, not like Ophelia. You, you've seen the things I'm capable of. Ophelia was, it wasn't privy to that. I guess what I'm essentially saying is that Luciana knows how dangerous Daniel is. And like, if she uses too much force or touches him in the wrong way, it doesn't matter who she is. She could be on the other end of where he is right now. But this is why I don't understand why she got so upset at a man that she knows is having this like crisis memory loss situation. And then she's like, oh, you said something hurtful to me. All right, I'm just going to abandon you, abandon you in the radiation-soaked woods then. I don't like, think let's that's just, what like, before When the, did that happen? Before the, before the stalkers showed up, they were just like, oh, let's just leave him. I, I didn't don't... see that at all. Yeah. I think I think she was trying to convince him to come. but You were trying to convince don't... him to come, and then he said something, like, vaguely hurtful, and she was just like, fuck this, like, let's just go, Wes. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I, I agree with that. Only because yeah, it did, did, that's just not the, what I saw. I too guess. many things had happened. I, I, hope, 
I could pull the, the clip from the episode that like, oh, let's go back to the sub. Wes was like, oh, there's walkers. Oh, there's people. You're literally right about the wording. I just think she meant everybody. Right. Not no, no, no. That, that, at this point, it was, it was like pretty clear that Daniel wasn't to just going to go along with it. Well, yes, that's that's it's clear to us. Definitely. But it I was, think it, it was clear to them. Come on. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do see her trying desperately to get him back to the sub, but I but it's yeah, clear tried, to us that he's not going to come. She had a whole five minute conversation and then she was just like, fuck this. <laughs> fuck this. He said one hurtful thing. I, I just don't see her. I just don't see that. I, I mean, I, I see it from your point of view, but I don't think she said as much. That's that's the only thing. I don't think she said like as much. You need to, I feel like you need to watch this particular part again because he genuinely does get taken aback by something he said and then just goes to West. Oh, let's just go back to the sub. I, I, you know what I, I think we all can agree on? Alicia Denman Carey just didn't do a good job there. Stop! Right? Right, <laughs> Stop it! I'm just kidding. I'm just again. I'm just kidding. Stop. I'm gonna come through the screen. <laughs> this is how I can Talk wipe. Talk about my girl clean. like that. I mean, some people just aren't meant to direct. I mean, I mean it's not. I'm trying to be the enemy here, guys. Yikes! Yikes! She is a baby director. Give her a minute. Christ. They gave Lenny James so many episodes. He's doing just fine. Alicia doesn't carry. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, I just bought her director pin. Did you? Yeah, I did. Wait, what? what is that? What is a director's pin? So she pin? was doing like a fundraiser. And so there's this enamel pin that you can get that's a little, you know, the clicky click. The clapper? Click. Yeah, what is that called? Oh, the clapper? It's oh. a clicky click. Um, <laughs> and it's got written on the front, it says Fear the Walking Dead. And then it's got director Alicia Debnam Carey's name is on there. Aww. And it was That's something cute. that she did so that she could raise money. And, and and see, this is how stupid I am. I bought it and I don't even remember what the money was going towards. <laughs> something just, good. How, how much was right. it? It was don't, like don't. $10. For real? Yeah. Wait, what? Or like $13 or something. So here's the thing I like about this episode the most. I, I think the frustration that I received from this episode is actually kind of good because it, I felt like I was Luciana trying to wrangle in Daniel. Like I didn't know what I could have possibly have done. It's frustrating. You can only use your words because don't lay hands on Daniel. You'll find out you might not have one when, when he's through with you or a couple fingers or fingernails or a strip of skin. Or legs. Right, or legs. <laughs> Rip Arno's legs. But I like that. And... What I liked even more was that it progressively got worse. Like the the consequences of not being able to wrangle in Daniel made things worse. I, I was the most upset by the killing of Sage, I think, because he just <laughs> seemed like a young guy who just wanted to survive, even though, of course, he's with Arno and the stalkers probably doing bad things. I have no idea. And, and even Arno, by the end of it, I was just kind of like, like as much as I didn't like Arno like at the end, like he was just trying to help his people survive. As, as awful as his methods had been, Teddy clearly knew he wasn't a leader, which is why he never put him in charge, which is why he said, no, 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 Alicia, please, Alicia. But Arno got to see a lot of his people get killed. All the walkers near the lighthouse, all the walkers that, that he were blames Alicia for. Right, right. Whom Alicia was leading. So he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I have to take on the mantle. Who else is going to? That's kind of like why I felt like, okay, you got to go. But did he have to go that way? That's that's horrible. I'm not going to lose sleep over that asshole, as Wes says, you know, but still at the same time, torture is torture, right? The fact that it was getting away from him or it was getting away from everybody on the show behind the screen, us and then Luciana. I'm in Luciana's seat. Like, I, what can I possibly do to wrangle this in? He's going to kill more people. He may even kill us. 
if we if we tell them something isn't here or not here. So I like that. There's a little bit of frustration there. And then little emotional beats from Danny along the way trying to justify himself or heartbreakingly express that I know I'm right. I, ca I can't be wrong. I can't be wrong. Because if I'm wrong, what does that mean? Where am I? Who, who am I? Where are we? No, okay. I just wanted to find out what it was for in case anybody else wanted to do it. It was to raise money for the imp those impacted by the floods in Australia. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's just a little $13 enamel pin that's like a, a little clippy clapper. Okay. So is it like a one of a kind sort of thing or did they have a, bu a bunch of them they were giving away? Yeah, or? you can, anybody can buy it. You can go and buy one right now. But it's, it's the one that Alicia like touched and, and rubbed like uh, no, your bottle, no, right? No, it's just got her no? name on it. And it's just to like represent the fact that lot? she was directing, which I was thought it was on cool. her body. No, she didn't. She has nothing to do with it. Worthless. It She's said, never even seen it. It said Fear the Walking Dead <laughs> and her name was on it. I was like, I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I was trying to be trying helpful. To you didn't even know what the charity is for. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did when I donated. I just couldn't remember. <laughs> no, it's funnier if you did. It didn't, meant though. that much to you. Well, I donate to a lot of things, you guys. You guys. I'm Anytime a nice someone posts a gun, a GoFundMe, I try to donate. So like, I can't keep track of everything. But only <laughs> if you get a pin in return. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember I'm gonna get the pin. Shots fired. <laughs> Let's talk about what Luciana actually did near the end, because I kind of felt like I knew where it was going mostly because of Arno. I feel like Arno and his struggles with all the pains that she went through with Morgan, with the idea that Arno was going to use his, whatever Daniel's going through psychologically. I think it, this episode kind of makes it fairly clear that it's not a cognitive issue, or at least it's not a um, neurological issue, because whatever he is going through, he's, he's able to do the memory test just fine. Whatever it is, it's all psychological. He needs to know or he feels like all of this is led, led to a situation where he is just emotionally so disturbed or PTSD that he can't live in a world where he can't make what was wrong right, essentially, with his daughter. Yeah, I was going to say they gave clarification to that in the episode or insider. The episode or insider. The episode insider. <laughs> 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 it was should it? be both. The man menu, man, Daniel. <laughs> anyway, sorry. To bring up episode <laughs> Whatever. What are those stupid things called at the end? They said that um they said, they said that it was memory loss due to PTSD, which I was like, okay. I thought there okay. was more to that for all of that. <laughs> I just have nothing else to say about it. Okay. This is my response. All right. to so so given that fact, Luciana seeing the struggle of Arno and his people having to deal with ha losing so many people. And knowing that she is not really cool with using Daniel as a means to get into the tower. And then all of a sudden she sees it as a way to, as a result of seeing how, how many people are suffering. Well, okay, maybe as was said also in the episode or insider, she's thinking, if I can just get everybody to the tower, we can work on maybe fixing Daniel later. And I think it's cold comfort and it's taking a huge gamble. But what do you guys think of that? Because we don't like it. I think most of us... I don't know about Jasmine. She's a very cold person. Doesn't like it. But what, what do you guys think? I want to karate chop Luciana in the throat. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, to, to, that sounds pretty or clear. Or just, just for the pain. I mean, if I do it hard enough, maybe I can like break her vocal cords and then she just won't talk anymore. Or you can I don't crush know. her windpipe. She just, piss, 
it just, she just pissed me off. She pissed me off. So when we were talking, you guys were talking earlier about seeing this flip floppiness with her emotions in regard to the relationship she has with Daniel. I, to be honest, I can't say that I saw a whole lot of that. Not to say it's not true, but I just, what I saw her flip flopping or, well, she gives Arno such a hard time for doing the exact same thing. And then at the end of the episode, we see her do it to Daniel. She knows what she's doing. She knows this is going to break him. He even says as much. He says if we get there and she's not there, you know this will be the end of me. And she fucking does it anyway. I think in, in that moment also, there, there's a part of my brain that goes, I think he kind of knows. I do too. Like almost a silent agreement. Like, I kind of know that you're trying to lie to me right now. But please be more convincing. I kind of know what's at stake. Be more convincing. There's mm. almost like permission. It, this may mm. break me. Because I, I feel like at the by the end of the episode, he kind of knows what's going on. He kind of knows and it starts to be a little bit confused again. I think deep down, and I, I really, I love the way uh, Chambliss explained it in the episode or Insider, um, with <laughs> how he brought up the, how he brought up the, the, the PTSD, and like right now, mentally, Daniel is living in the past. So where he's at mentally, Ophelia is still alive. Like he's reverted back to a time where he's a CIA agent again. Ophelia is still alive. He hasn't told her anything about what he does or, or, or whatever. But I agree, David. I think a small part of him knows the reality, even though the delusion is easier to accept. I think he's happy living in the delusion right now. But I do think a small piece of him knows that he's never going to find Ophelia. Maybe his brain hasn't made the connection yet as to why. But I do think deep down he knows he's he's not going to find her. He's not going to see her. I'm going but... one step further with my, my thing. It's like I think he even knows that Lucy's specifically lying to him about yeah, Ophelia being yes. in the tower. Like yes, he's like, if I... you're going to do this, be more forceful. Right. Be like, more convincing. Could... You I know what you're doing. You can try a little harder. You could try a little harder. I still think it's shitty what what Luciana's doing. I do. Absolutely. I, I, I think it's I think it's horrible. I think it is absolutely horrible to take advantage of someone in this mental state. There is absolutely nothing that could convince me this is a good idea. Not at all. She is taking advantage of a mentally ill person that she cares about, and that is the wrongest form of wrong. It makes me sick what she's doing to him. Yeah, it really, it really breaks my heart too. There are two sides of me that are, are really, really struggling here because the way I kind of even put it throughout this episode, because like the frustration of not being able to wrangle in Daniel, all of a sudden I, 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 that horrible thought in the back of my mind is like, are, are, are they going to have to at one point, where's the point? Because it's starting to unravel. Are they going to tell Daniel to look at the flowers? And I, won't, I, I, don't, don't, want, I, I don't want that. Because what if he what if what feel, if he decides everybody's feel like lying that's to him? Where they're going. No, because because the the sudden dread that I started getting throughout this episode is it's all fine and dandy if it's not his people. But when it, what what ha, what would happen if it started to become his people, the people he's cared about and lived with all this time? Because we're seeing him doing thing do things that are beyond almost reason. Like like the episode or insider said, he's he's resorting to muscle memory as a result of a hunch. Or like a mm -hmm. suggestion in his own mind that Ophelia is alive. So what if he his muscle memory pops off and, and he doesn't and he has the clarity of 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 feeling like Ophelia is alive, but all of a sudden my friends are getting in the way. That does creep in. It, it you don't want it to because you wouldn't think you, that wouldn't happen. It's Daniel. I think it would have to be a pretty extreme situation because at the beginning of this episode we kind of. See that? Like, he With just disappears. Well, and he just disappears. I'm saying, like, right. from the sub. 
he knows that they're not just going to let him go look for Ophelia. So instead he sneaks away. He doesn't kill anybody to get to get out. He just sneaks away because he can. He's covert enough to do that. I think he would try and be sneaky for as long as he can. The show me your mask thing with the shooting of the gun. Like, what if they hadn't? Like, <laughs> I don't want to die of radiation, please. Yeah. Like, it, so that he would could, could he have shot them? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like th- that was the one thing that made it creep into my mind. That's like, oh, right from the beginning of the episode. So they know like, ooh, what what's what's happening here? So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're talking about that, that specific scene. So I don't know if anyone can relate or has sort of a memory like this, but the reaction that Daniel has once Wes and Luciana do take off their helmets and he's like, <laughs> I know who you are. I have seen that in people. Not, I, I mean, not exactly this situation, but like someone who who's losing their memory and someone else is pointing out, hey, hey, you know who I am. You know me. And then they go, yeah, I know. I know. Like they try and laugh it up, brush it off like they're not losing their memory. It took my breath away to see Daniel react like that. He's just like, I know who you are. But if they, like you said, had they not actually taken off their masks, I think he could have killed one of them. Yes, I do. And that's kind of what gave me that Lizzie and Mika or like really just Lizzie vibes. Could this be a situation? (laughs) Well, or wasn't. (laughs) She was weak, but. But but, uh, she's a kid. But uh, the but even but yeah. like even still right could this reach a, a a possible turn where somebody has to make a decision or he might turn the gun on them so then in a sense like because I'm factoring all these different little things like if he knows and he has the clarity that everybody's on his side to find Ophelia well the gun's definitely not going to be turned on them and it's going to be pointing in the in the direction of their objective and if that saves the most amount of people possible including himself to be reached by June possibly in some please fingers cross away, fix him, or at least be on the road to fixing him, mm-hmm. then that's like as as horrible as it feels in the moment and on principle, right? Because you and me, Rach, I think it's safe to say that you and me are very principled people. I don't know you guys as well, but like Rach <laughs> over the years, me and you, we've often like been like, fuck you, principles, morals. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what? <laughs> on the principle, I wouldn't do that. You're my, like, you know, I stand up for you to the end. Like, well, what if uh, your friend isn't that great? No, friends forever. (laughs) And like that sort of thing, right? Like, (laughs) but like, so you saw my reaction. I'm like, no, please don't do it, Lucy. Mm. Don't, don't, Mm -hmm. please. And like before she was going to do it even, I like knew what was happening. But in duality, I'm like, if it's, it's, if it's between that and having to, worry about him in the sub or on the way to Strand's Tower. Like even not even being there. What if he gets confused on the sub and they're not there? What is he going to do? He's going to wander off and try to find Ophelia in some other part of the world or whatever it's going to be. And so, mm-hmm. so like, I don't want to have to worry about you. I, I know I'm not just, I'm not defending, I'm not necessarily defending her, but I'm like, I'm taking in all this, these facts. Like if, if, if that path is the path of like the very least resistance in terms of keeping him alive and sane and, and war and, and at least being in in his own way, like acknowledging him, even acknowledging that this is what you have to do. Do it better. <laughs> Please do it better because you need me to be focused. You need me to get these people to safety, let's say. It's not said, but like I felt like in that moment, because you're watching a couple of times, you want there to be a shred of something for this to kind of not be justified, but to kind of make sense as the right move. I'm, I'm just that emotional about it and disgusted, but also like, I, I get where she's coming. And kudos to Fear the Walking Dead for always 
or the Walking Dead universe in general for always putting us in these situations where we have to kind of acknowledge, ah, but, ah, but. When Daniel started sharing in that last, one of those last scenes that he has a clearer head when he thinks of saving Ophelia, I immediately said out loud while I was watching the first time, oh, well then Ophelia's in the tower. Because like, I knew that Oh, that's... like the best thing you said last time, right? We're starting to break down Better Call Saul episodes. And what you had said was, it's like when Nacho shot himself in the head. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> you had said, but he, he's... He's going to be okay, right? Yeah. Just kind of like yeah. what, what most Beth, Bethel people say, like people who yeah. say that Beth yeah. and Daryl should be together. It's like, oh, yeah, she's going to be alive. She's like, Just put a Band-Aid on it. That's So your reaction to that was, like, of course, she's in the tower. That's the only way that this makes sense. Well, yeah. So there's this saying in my family because I come from a long line of TV watchers. So what we say all the time <laughs> is... When when we know that something's going to happen in a show like that, when I was like, oh, well, she's in the tower, is you just immediately following that line, you're always like, because I write this show. I wrote this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, so, like, that's what it made me think of. It's like, oh, yeah, I feel it. And, and no one's here listening to me. I'm watching this by myself. Travis is not here. And I'm just like, Ophelia's in the tower. I write this show. It's mine. <laughs> it's Meanwhile, you're like this. You have, you have your hands down your pants like, I write this show. I know I know what's going on. But then you start to chew your food like my friend Andrew. I know. It's... <laughs> Dave. 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 Write this show. <laughs> okay. Painting a very vibrant picture All right. of what you aren't. Can I say something that I wrote so huge in my notes that it's just not, it's just, I have to get it off my chest. Okay. You see this? Nope. Once again, nope. radio usage is their downfall. Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't learned their lesson. Get off the freaking radio. I was just like, when Arno's like, you really should watch what you're saying on the radio. I'm like, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and then I think, mm-hmm. I'm like, how else are they supposed to communicate when they're away from each other? And I get it. But at the same time, I'm just like, every damn time. It's like when they put out that damn video and then and then they're surprised that everyone knows their name. How do you know who I am? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I have an, I have an answer to this, You've been but in, broadcasting. A humor, in, in a humorous way, them chatting on the radio to other people in their group is a lot like me thinking nobody's home and I just I take a piss while the bathroom door is open because like nobody's in the apartment. So I'm like, of course I gotta who cares? I can drop trowel right now. Nobody's here. Do you but normally then, like, shut the door? I do. Of course, I normally shut the door. Like, we're not that kind of couple, which, by the way, I've had that experience with an ex-girlfriend. I'm like, OK, let me tell this story really quick, because I, I feel like I've said this on the show before, but it's been years ago. I had an ex-girlfriend and I spent Christmas with her. I'm Jewish. I just want to remind everybody. So, like, I'm thinking because it's a whole ball of wax. In case you didn't know, guys. So I wake up in the morning. I take my shower. I have my own like little shower next to my little guest bedroom, which is kind of cool. OK, kudos. But then, like, I'm, you know, I'm ready. I'm, I'm dressed in my suit. We're going to go to church. And I go upstairs and I have not made my revealed myself. The bathroom door is wide open and my then girlfriend is sitting on the toilet talking to her two brothers while she's peeing in the toilet and they're like getting dressed. And I kind of like I did this and I kind of just crept down and like 
it's that like awkward moment where it, I felt like I was looking at somebody's shower. Wait, were they in wait. the bathroom? I'm with sorry, her? were they in the room or was she on the phone? She was yeah, on I... the on the bathroom toilet with her two brothers in the same bathroom. No, having no, a, having no, a conversation. No, 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 that's the reason. What a weirdo! You th- you would think. <laughs> anyway, that's disgusting. Now, that's... if you had told me they were on the phone, yeah, I'd be like, no yeah, sure, deal. whatever. <laughs> no, but they were all in the same house. Rachel and I are on the same page. It's like no big deal on no, the no. phone. It's fine. no, 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 no. We're all on the same page. <laughs> I was just like, ooh, what do I do here? What do I wait till she's you finished? Back away slowly. I did back away. Sl- <laughs> But like, there's a part of me that, like, when you see something like that, you're like, you're like, oh, oh I'm you a ninja. can't unsee it. A, A, and then two. What do I do now? Do I just stay mm-hmm. here, wait until she's done? <laughs> do I like, oh, hey, I happen to be here at just the right time where you weren't on the toilet seat talking to your brothers in person in the same <sighs> room? To clarify, the door's open. It's wide open. Also, to boot. Gross. Gross. Okay, so Gross. this is this is our group cha- talking on the radio. <laughs> to everybody with the, the door open why do They're i say that with the door open because you don't think anybody's out there a nuclear bomb went off on top of the zombie apocalypse because one of the things that was made clear from season four at the very least is that texas in general desolate resources are bare of the people that are out there vultures kind of cobbled together a caravan of some sort which oddly enough now i never made the connection but like the caravan of in our group in season five was kind of like for all the shit that they said oh fuck the vultures they kind of did the same thing <laughs> they kind of had a they caravan didn't, like wait out communities and wait for them no. to die though that was no, their but like, thing but like caravan, you know like that's everybody's thing everyone yep. caravans but, but you know like <laughs> when when you feel like you don't want to even resemble the people that are kind of assholes. You don't do the same thing. I don't know. Whatever. That was my mentality. So, but but what what form of travel should they have taken? Dave? They should have all <laughs> taken separate cars, like side by side. They should have ridden side by side. Right, side by of side. Not in a, it's just improper. It's let's not besmirch the memory of anyway. They're <laughs> just plowing everything down like a yeah. row of six cars. clothesline of cars. We're going to do the opposite of the vultures. Yeah, exactly. We're going to drive side by side. By the way, now that I'm thinking about shit. it, it's not a terrible idea, actually. What do you think about it? Okay, like a, I mean, a flying V formation is like even better. <gasps> oh, I like that. With Sarah's truck right in the front with like the choo-choo train uh, thing, yeah. right? Because then, then it pours into this. Anyway, whatever. Yep, yep. It, like... <laughs> The guys, opposite of a funnel. Guys, we should. I write the show. I write <laughs> there you the go. Yeah. See, now you're all gonna say it. You're all gonna say it now to yourself. You're guys. gonna be watching something. And you'll be like, "This happens." Like, oh, oh, they're gonna die. Oh, yeah. I write the show. Yeah, yeah. I write the show. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Resources are are scarce. People are scarce. It's the reality. And then a nuclear bomb goes off. So it's even more desolate. The food that had maybe even existed is now irradiated. So of course they're going to pee while the bathroom door is open and talk to their brother and sister. Like, who cares? Who cares, Bridget? Who cares? Because that will never so be like, okay, Dave. No, it, w- it will never be okay. It will never be okay to just pissing for with the someone door open. to pee in front of their brothers. <laughs> it's weird, okay? So like, it's not the same. Yeah. But of course you <laughs> you feel safe doing so because no Dave is at the stairway stairwell because it's like the second floor is is gonna barge in and judge you. Look, so of course you're gonna talk on the phone. Weird family you were hanging around, but 
prevert. I hope she's listening to this show. Don't really like her that much. Mm. While we were talking about, okay. while we were talking about Daniel's, okay. what Daniel might be going through in terms of mental illness, Jasmine brought up an article that maybe you can shed some light on. I didn't click so it. So this kind, of, this I'm kind of jumping back here to what you were saying about like Lucy's decision, because I've been thinking about it for the past however long we've been talking. So like as a kind of semi justification for Lucy's actions, people with like severe PTSD, memory loss stuff, they will never be cured by you playing memory games about fish with them. All they're doing on the sub is treating the symptoms and not the actual underlying root cause, which ultimately, like, it, like he'll never get cured just doing that on the sub. What he really needs is, like, proper, like, counselling, medications, general lifestyle improvements, which are not possible in the middle of a nuclear apocalypse. So I can kind of, like, semi-see, like, this justification of this thing that you often do with, like, dementia patients in that you actually like enter their world instead of telling them that they're wrong and that it's now sometimes it's better just to enter their world and kind of give them what they what they want like and jump into their reality and then if coming into Daniel's reality is going to help them ultimately solve this problem of the tower and potentially get him to a place where June's there there's potentially other people with skills that can help with daniel then maybe it ultimately is the better decision right ultimately right ultimately as much as it's really harsh in the moment and it's something that obviously will probably play on lucy's mind a lot throughout this process and if it goes wrong i mean lucy will forever regret the decision or at least you know it'll, it'll weigh on her forever you know speaking of that for the last couple of episodes we were talking about when what we normally do as people when we reach a difficult situation that we can't overcome, we often retreat and lick our wounds. Alicia decides not to do that. In the last episode, June finally rises from her slumber and plays a more active role in how things go on in the tower. Assumedly, we don't know yet, but that's her intention. But what if Daniel in his assumptions of Ophelia being alive is his version, or at least he's retreating into the past. For the last couple seasons, we've been talking about characters advancing and becoming something more. But here we're seeing traces of them kind of retreating and then deciding to come back again. Maybe this is the only way that Daniel can, in his form of retreating, in his mind, is the only way for him to advance. Is to get him to the tower, let's say, but in his own way, giving a, please give me an objective. Please point the cannon in the direction that I need to ultimately go in order to advance. So I, I like that overall theme that yes i am something more but in order to get anywhere further i i need to retreat a little bit so that i can advance again so I, cool thank you jasmine that was all that mixed together kind of gave us a common theme i was wondering did it did the article include like what types of medications help i just wonder if it's something accessible that we might hear maybe we'll hear mention of something that might help him asking for a friend <laughs> asking asking for a friend <laughs> I'm asking for Daniel, right? Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Daniel. It, it, it almost sounded like you were asking for yourself. I was like, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> the article that I sent the link to doesn't itself 
necessarily okay. go into treatments, uh, but I did some further research before we started the podcasts. And I've heard I've heard that too with dementia patients, by the way, because it it's the oh, stress yeah. the stress itself causes them to to retreat further or have dissonance in episodes. Uh, so also, it, it it just upsets them, and every time you every time you remind them, it just upsets them again. And then if they're really bad and like they forget like literally every hour, you're just upsetting them in a cycle. When sometimes it, they can be happy in their kind of version of reality. Right, but I've heard that also the stress itself can increase these um, episodes. Let's say stress mm -hmm. has a factor in 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 the way they perceive reality. So when you do enter into their world, you're you're easing their stress and at least mm -hmm. calming them down so that they can come back on their own, like you <laughs> said. Okay, so Sharon is here in the audience. Hey, baby. Sharon. Hey, babies. So there's the callback to the Abigail, and there's the callback to Ophelia. I was wondering if it's kind of that preparation of, like, Madison is going to be here soon, and so we're, like, doing these callbacks to, like, older episodes. So you, like, remember some of that mm -hmm. backstory. I felt like there was kind of some preparation there for the audience. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say yes, but I don't, I somehow don't think so. I feel like something I've said um, that the last two seasons I've been trying to do is incorporate, further incorporate prior seasons into this universe, because when they came in, in season four, it felt like they almost threw it out. It was like a hard stop. Yeah. Like a even even yeah. though I, f I, I do feel like they wanted to do that so that they can retread. Because even as early as the beginning of season six, we felt like they were going back into their roots and becoming something more by acknowledging something from the past, let's say. But but what do you guys think? Do you think that that's the reason is because Madison's coming back? Well, Sharon, uh, Sharon D just shared, they do callbacks a lot anyway, but I feel like they have really called back the past episodes more than usual, seasons one through three episodes in particular, which is, mm. yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling. To kind of add to that, I've noticed that, right, we went from season six, which was very Morgan-centric, too, I feel like we're phasing Morgan out a little bit. Morgan's barely featured in the last three episodes, if you think about it. I feel like they're trying to phase Morgan out. Finally. From being the main character, not from being on the show altogether, but from being the focus. Like, like the lead, right. Which I, I wholeheartedly support, by the way. I It's kind of like the main show. Like, why should one character carry the weight of the show? That's not where we should be going, especially with Andy gone. Like The Walking Dead is what I'm referring to. Because I think the anthology style episodes themselves lend to that feel as well. They somewhat kind of phased out Morgan even from back in season six. They did start the season off with him. They did have him in each uh, as like kind of like a, a thread arc in each anthology episode at first where he was kind of like, oh, I like this badass Morgan. And then in the back half, he's like, oh, I don't know if I like this Morgan uh, or I don't think he, what he's doing is working. And then in season seven, they kind of went a little harder and started focusing on each character, each pair of characters as it kept, went along, and there's less Morgan. I was happy that I've seen more of the characters together recently than we have previously. Not that they're, like, moving towards ensemble or anything. Like, I wish that we could kind of get out of this bottle episode thing. But at least there's more happening with more people all at once. Like, you know, we got Wes, Luciana, and Daniel, and, and Arno, who isn't really a main, but, you know, has been kind of woven through the background of this season. And then in the episode previous, we got Howard and June and Charlie. And again, a new character that just kind of came out of nowhere, which again, right. third, what is this? The third episode in a row that someone was introduced to immediately die. 
Who who's the one in this episode? Or is it, it's not really is it Arno. Sage right? is that his name? Sage. Yeah. Yeah. Introduce whom I I, right, immediately I rightfully pointed out well in the reaction video. If you don't if you didn't know what I was talking about in season six, Sage was actually a funny character whom we pointed out as our group is going down to the holding in the episode called the holding. Sage is in the elevator with them, and then when the, our group is looking out at the people uh, just playing chess and whatnot, Sage is also with another person playing chess. <laughs> so, so like they kind of fucked up a little bit <laughs> he's in the same cap and the same oh, everything he's, he was in it's breathe the funniest with thing. me i couldn't remember him breathe with me oh thank sorry you. Yeah, that, that was, the, that was sarah's episode thank you okay okay yes yeah because he's been like arno's right hand is that what's he was also in the last episode too as they go to the crater, he calls to Sage in the front saying, Sage, look at this crater or something. <laughs> Sorry, we've got to get my okay. hand looked at okay. or else I'll have to cut it off. I like, I had never, I didn't, one, I couldn't remember his name even in this episode. I had no idea what his name was. And then he's How had, dare you? He's had no backstory except for now, well, he's like Arno's bitch. And now we know that he like knew, he knew Derek. Like, so that's what I've got. And now he's dead. So. <laughs> And as Sharon D says, brings the dud bomb to mm-hmm. Arno, or at least the radioactive leaky bomb, right? Yeah. Dirty bomb. I think they're all dirty bombs. <laughs> dirty bombs. <laughs> like, Ooh. I'm gonna go to sleep. Okay. Bed. I know, right? Weeks off. Like ten thirty. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go get up early tomorrow to go kayaking. Oh, priorities. She, she has to be a person in the world. <laughs> So with that, everybody, say goodbye to Jasmine. Goodbye, Jasmine. Good night, Jasmine. Thank you for for breaking things down with us. (laughs) Bye, bye, dog. This is Harley. Bye, Harley. Bye, Sharon D. Jasmine's saying goodbye to you. She's already, she's like, bye, Jasmine. Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have have dog? (laughs) Oh, now she says bye, Jasmine. (laughs) Oh, you exist now. Good night, guys. Good night. Have fun tomorrow. Good night, Jazzy. Here's the hoping. That was aggressive. What, Harley or Jasmine? Harley. (laughs) Jasmine's aggressive. It was a very aggressive kiss. (laughs) He kissed you back. He thinks he's a lap dog. So, okay, so basically what we discover in this episode is that somebody, the reason why everybody's so concerned and what I I had assumed incorrectly that this was maybe going to escalate into this nuclear arms race. It seems like somebody, perhaps in our group, perhaps, although it could be that little Wizard of Oz girl from the <laughs> mid-season premiere, but somebody has been letting out those crater walkers, has been freeing those crater walkers to be used against everybody, essentially. Is it not those who are safe in the tower? Right. I just so assumed making it was the tower the only safe place. I, I kind of did too. So, so mm-hmm. we're so we're all kind of on the track that maybe it's Victor scouting ahead, and this is his crater pit of walkers that are completely dangerous, that are making it dangerous for everybody else. Not to mention, we heard the female stalker say, "Why does Strand keep sending people to the pit?" So we know he's sending people. Right. Why does Strand keep sending people to the pit? Right. And, and so, so, in a sense, Strand is making it so that a the tower is the only option, and b mm-hmm. making it the only option for everybody else. To try, it's like, nah, nah, you can't be in the tower. Deal with these completely dangerous walkers. And their mm-hmm. gross pustule stuff that comes out and they wipe it all over the walls while they're standing there. I kind of noticed so, that. It was really gross. I liked it. Are these the same exploding <laughs> walkers from, from six hours? 
No. Why no. not? Those are Arno's creations, which he even articulated. You can't do the same thing twice. It's not going to work. Wait, what? How, how was Arno? No, no, no. I don't mean the ones he flung against the tower. I mean the exploding ones from the episode six hours with Morgan and Grace. They like you touch them and they explode. Like they're so sensitive. Oh, yeah. I and they like were like banging kind of on the wall thing. and they were like, they're banging and their hands are falling oh. apart and they're just oozing everywhere. And then someone hits them with the car and they go, boom. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they explode when you, when you run them over the car. It's like, it's like, remember I said like, like, right, like in Robo, RoboCop, right? Like that one guy. No, um, I don't think they're the same. Otherwise, like, honestly, I'd be more worried about Grace and Morgan and Baby Mo. Because okay. apparently they're so dangerous that... No, and you know how I know they're not as dangerous? It's something you said. Beta radiation? Beta burns? Beta burns. Oh, the beta burns, yeah. It's it's kind of like a bad sunburn. You're like It's not mm-hmm. as severe, but if you're in physical contact, these walkers out here that we're dealing with, the impact crater walk, walkers, have something far more dangerous. You get near them, you will be, hopefully not, but probably Charlie... So, yeah, the, yes, the town would fr- yeah. fr- Fred and B, Sharon Day, yep. I don't think a bomb dropped in the town. It was just like the town was close enough to the fallout from that explosion that it, or not so, as close, but close enough. So they're like the, the crater, the crater walkers are like the boss level version of the other <laughs> yeah. walkers. Yeah. yeah. And whatever, yeah. whatever they come into contact, it, it just gloms onto them and somebody's releasing them, probably Victor. But I, it would be an interesting misdirect if it wasn't Victor. That maybe, and look, this could be a, not redemption. I don't know. I'm not going to cast judgment just yet. But like, it's maybe, Charlie, and she's like, and she's like Lizzie. <laughs> oh, say more, because <laughs> what do you mean? I was joking. Do you want I was everybody joking to be- that she was like, she was like Lizzie, and she was just playing with them. You know, they're her friends. <laughs> One, two, buckle my ship. Anyway, so uh They're all no, named Griselda. So what I was gonna say was <laughs> m- maybe Victor is actually scouting ahead. It could be that he's trying to figure out what's going on with this this situation too, just like Arno. Maybe he's trying to figure out why this new breed of walkers is is threatening everybody in, in the surrounding area. Maybe he needs a leg up to find out if this is gonna be a, pro- be a problem for him. It's possible. Maybe everybody in the vicinity is interested in knowing what this shit is about, what these new breed of walkers is about. Charity's saying it's the Madison people who are letting them out. It's the mm. people who have Madison. Also a possibility. So, yeah, I had a really okay. good idea. Why doesn't okay. everybody just get the fuck out of Texas? <laughs> as Why do we want this tower so bad? As we established from the first episode, that's very <laughs> difficult. Because remember, Fred and B tried to do that, and that's how they became in the state, of the state. <laughs> so... I like what Sharon D says. Maybe it's the people that are, that are in league with Madison. Maybe it's the maybe it's actual Padre. Maybe it's Padre isn't exactly what we thought it, it could be. <sighs> yeah, I've always been thinking about what Sharon D just said. He's going to come across Madison in his scouting Strand. encounter. Yeah, that encounter is intriguing to me. I wonder what Madison would think of all this. <laughs> and I'm over here Mother- like I don't give a shit what Madison thinks about anything. <laughs> Well, I mean, just in terms of story, right? Well, how does that affect the story? I do care what she thinks. I kind of do care who she would side with or like, let's say she doesn't know anything about Alicia and she just is in contact with Victor. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. she doesn't know what Alicia's going through right now. What uh, if Victor lies and tells her Alicia's dead? Right. That's what I'm saying. Why wouldn't she agree with Victor in that instance? Right. Because like they're friends or at least, you know, mm-hmm. like last we spoke. <laughs> No, I just at this point, everything, everything is just so fucked up in their world. How could Madison make it worse? She will somehow she will. 
but I'm just curious how she's going to fuck this up. You know, I honestly hope she doesn't because if, if she does, we've said this often on the show that these shows are kind of like a torture simulation. Like, okay, how mm -hmm. much pain can we make the audience endure mm -hmm. before they tune out? But we keep finding that they keep wanting to, wanting to tune in. Mm -hmm. Having her fuck shit up more to me would be like, okay, this is too much. I'm losing my connection or my desire to connect with this the story. But what Sharon is saying is just to retread what she said, he's going to come across Madison in his scouting mother, Padre and Sonny boy, you know, Ophelia and Daniel. There's there's a pattern. And Ophelia as a daughter, I suppose, is the pattern too, right? Mother, daughter, father, daughter. Mm. And well, okay, if we continue the theme, the theme of retreating into oneself, could that also mean that Madison becomes the mama bear or she retreats into what she knows? But then we see her in the teaser in this sort of state where like she's in no condition to maybe even be mama bear. Uh, I don't know. She just seems like she's like had she's having a bad day. <laughs> Alicia, I am your mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can barely hold it together. Or maybe it's all an act. Could be. But there's a pattern to the titles. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sharon D says. I, you know, and that's the thing. I don't look at the titles before they've come out or before they've at least been released on AMC plus. Cause there's a part of me that will immediately want to figure it out. And I don't want, I don't want to do that. There's like, I, I have limits to what I want to know and what I don't want to know. I'm very, I, don't, I don't go out looking for them, but you know, inevitably I see them somewhere, but it doesn't bother me. Believe it or not. I don't trawl the internet for all this TWD news. I wait for it to smack me in the face. I, the, same here. I wouldn't even know where to look. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and which we all know I don't visit yeah exactly so when, when like Unless guys like for drama when, when guys like t walking d <laughs> when guys like t walking d world uh post like the titles and stuff like because he posts the actors the titles etc i i just immediately like just, just no no i don't want to see it not for me <laughs> okay i'm gonna ask this and probably regret it but uh what did you guys think of when daniel said i lost my cat before this damn mess began even though the showrunner said the cat is safe, believe me, he's in he's in the caverns, just like Sharon D said. That's what they said, the showrunners. <laughs> okay. Well, they didn't. He didn't say Skidmark was dead. He just said he lost him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, denial. Sharon D are okay. on the same That's page. Denial's in a river in Egypt, I suppose. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm, we I'm, saw Rufus die. I'm not ready to say goodbye to Skidmark yet. He's out there somewhere. That's right. Cats do have nine lives, Sharon D. That was just I, one of Skidmark's. <laughs> I think a I think a nuclear bomb is like negative two hundred lives. So. Okay, so my, do you have theories oh, though? I'm just curious. For Skidmark? No, sorry, I was gonna move on to a different line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. Let's move on. <laughs> Come no. on. No, I'm sorry. I was laughing so hard. So right after Arno and his people capture Wes, Lucy, and Daniel, uh, Lucy and Daniel are you know speaking Spanish in front of everybody. But the one thing Daniel chooses to say in English is. It's scary what I'm going to have to do to these people. <laughs> I'm like, dude, of all the things that you should have said in Spanish. <laughs> His dialogue in this episode is amazing. Like, yeah, the thing yes. about like, I was in the CIA, like they trained me that that line. Ru it's when Ruben he takes the knife killed oh, in this episode. Uh -huh. They are very badly trained. These people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Really very badly me. trained. <laughs> kind of, we, I, I said this. So like, like you guys think that these—they're not 
fighters, really. I mean, they've had to become fighters, but I don't, they were like hippies in the holding. There's no training. No, they're just yeah. normal people. They're just, they're but, us. They're, they're us. That's but like the very <laughs> determined uses because they're cult like personalities. So like, sure. Like, <laughs> but the only training they've had is what they can offer each other. Yeah. He also holds that knife up to Sage and goes, that's for calling me old man. <laughs> that one was a good one too. I, don't I know why loved I felt so every bad for him. single line Ruben delivered in this episode. I thought he captured every line perfectly. What Daniel was going through, what he felt was real, the the little ch- like Sharon says that chuckle he gives after what's scary is what I'm going to have to do to these people. <laughs> like like it's nothing for him, which we know it's not. He would do this with a smile on his face, and I think that's why it's even more funny. I think that's why when he says they should be afraid of what I'm going to do with them, saying that out loud in English is intentional. Like, and and not only, yeah, yeah, it's like, I want you to fear me. You should fear me. You should be worried that I'm here with your poorly trained people. I just thought it was funny. They were having this whole conversation in Spanish, but that's what he chooses to say in English. Oh yeah. He wants them to know like, like he's like, like the Walter White, you know, I'm the one who knocks. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Jasmine. So I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love that um, Arno spoke Spanish too. That was such a like good touch. A great moment because I was like, of course, they're in Texas. There are tons of people that speak Spanish yeah. in Texas. Obviously, someone is going to know what you're saying to each other. So I really, yeah. I appreciated that. I, I was going to say that, Sharon. D. Like, yeah, because Arno is really Arlo. He was dealing with the cartel. I, I mean, <laughs> of course, he speaks Spanish. <laughs> if I change one letter. Spencer's um, acting in this episode was phenomenal, and I'm like actually really sad that we lost Arno as a character because like he's not he's not sweet angel baby status, but he... no, he's not. <laughs> but he was on his way because he had like this episode gave him a little more humanity that I had seen previously. Um, right. Like the fact that even though he captured them, he was like, "You can test yourself to make sure it's safe." Like I'm trying to keep my people safe. Like I'm not gonna bring you in here and let you mess everything up with all your radiation all the place like irradiating everywhere so i just i liked that he was trying to care for his people so i really liked that little peek into that that we got to see where he wasn't just like a crazy person with like walkers in a caravan no it's not it's not and and, and no and that was good it was a good rounding out of his character because you could have gotten away with thinking that in the last few episodes or even the last part part of the last half of the season oh this is a guy who's just well i've even said this and i'm wrong this guy's just bent on revenge. Maybe Arno, all he gives a shit about is getting back at the, ta- like the shelter situation. Oh, if I can't have it, nobody can. I'm wrong. 100% wrong. Arno figured out that this was the only way. And I need to get these people whom Alicia failed. Teddy essentially failed too. He's realizing at the end, he failed these people too. Mm-hmm. And I have no choice but to bring them to the safest place possible. And that's the tower. And that rounded out his character for me. Like it gave him more of a human motivation. (laughs) I didn't expect to be this leader. I didn't want to be this leader. One could even say this is kind of like their Rick. Like I I didn't ask to be the leader. People just looked at me for the, looked to me for the answers. So I, I like that touch and which kind of made me feel for him too, by the end of it. Yeah. And especially being tortured the way he was by having his, his legs being (laughs) eaten alive too. Damn, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Damn, Daniel. <laughs> so, yeah, Sharon D says, uh, yeah, Ar- Arlo-, Arlo had been dealing with the cartel. He's been dealing with Lalo. He ain't scared of Daniel. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Well, actually, he wasn't. 
He was an old man. Ooh. He should be. He should be very scared of Daniel. Uh, I think everybody should be scared of everybody. Let's just we'll start from being scared with everybody, and then at some point we'll be like, okay, they don't. They're not trying to kill me. Maybe. <laughs> oh, fair. No, yeah, right? I don't think scared is the right word. Like, uh, like, um, apprehensive. apprehensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. High five. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> aggressive. High five. Everybody's, everybody's aggressive and you should be apprehensive. Yeah. I mean, and definitely like don't trust hearing. anyone. Don't trust anyone you meet in the apocalypse. Right, right. Or have, Albuquerque. Have... <laughs> Daniel is greater than... Oh, Sharon, just shots fired. Uh, Daniel is greater than Mike. Mm. Mm. That is Ooh. tough. Uh, I think... I'm going to go right think, here. Here's Daniel I think and no, Mike. I think Mike is is not suffering cognitive failure. So he, as long as he doesn't, but if he were in the apocalypse, would he break? Just like Daniel did. I think maybe they they are a good foil for one another. We got to put him in the same situation if we're going to compare them. Yeah, that's only fair. But he's not, so so I have the luxury, right? right? Yeah, if Mike lost Kaylee, well, well, look, uh, Mike already lost his son, so that's why I said they're they're on equal footing up to a point, and then the apocalypse plus nuclear bomb. Right, I think Daniel's dealing with a little bit more than Mike is. That's why we're going to put him in the same same situation to compare. Just to give the audience context, because they may not know who we're talking about, Mike Ermintrout from Breaking Bad slash Better Call Saul. Just put a fine point on it. If you don't know, you don't know. No, that's not how this works. <laughs> no, if you don't know, listen to the Better Squawk Saul podcast and then you'll know about that's it. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. But yeah. And then hey, Mike, watch Better Call Saul. The, yeah, the origin, the origin of Mike's story is that he loses, pre the shows, he loses his son due to corruption, uh, a criminal underworld sort of thing. And he told his son to lean in and he loses his son. And that's the essence of his character. He, va- he values loyalty among thieves, etc. That that sort of mentality. He's still kind of like a cop at heart, but he's working kind of like Jimmy. He's kind of working on behalf of the underworld instead of the overworld, you know, the side of the angels. Mm-hmm. So similar to Daniel in a way, <laughs> Daniel working for the CIA, doing a little dirty for the overworld, costs his character, his sanity, essentially, which is kind mm-hmm. of touching. And But also just to kind of give a similitude to Mike Ermintrout. Yeah, it's hard to choose. You, do, you, you don't know what would happen to Mike Ermintrout in the, in the apocalypse. Can we say this out loud? What do, you, what do you think this episode had resolved some of the concerns that we've had or not resolved fully, but like it at least addressed, if not gave Luciana the episode that we got, maybe it's not exactly how we would have wanted it, but it gave Luciana an episode where she's featuring and she, she's in the world of this, the walking dead universe. Cause we've been complaining for two seasons. <sighs> You know, whether you agree or disagree with what Lucy did this episode, you're going to remember her. So I think the showrunners did exactly what the fans have been asking for. We wanted more Lucy. And they're like, here you go. Love it or leave it. Here she is. I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't like what she did, but I am glad to see her get more screen time. Charity even says, and let's maybe even jump from that. She says, AMC, okay, (laughs) but y'all going to hate her. Do you hate Lucy as a result of this episode? Because I don't. At At the end, after really thinking about it, I do not. I don't you. hate Lucy. I don't hate Lucy. I hate what she's doing. Hate the sin, not the sinner. Yep. Is not that, the is sin, that what it is? not yeah. the sinner. Yep. In her mind, she's doing what she feels is necessary. And I can't blame her for that. She's taking all the information she has in front of her and she's doing what she thinks is best. I happen to disagree with that decision. But no, I don't think, I don't hate her. I still think she's making these decisions from a place of love and concern and protecting her people, including Daniel, including I think, you Daniel, know, right. including Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. 
but I I just don't I don't agree I don't agree with it. I think it was a bad choice. Doesn't mean I hate her. For me, it's hard to disagree with her. I want to disagree with her. Every fiber of my being is says I want to disagree with what you just fucking did. I really do. I think even Lucy's thinking that. My gears started grinding when Jasmine was you know reading a little bit from that article and about how if you can sort of jump into that person's world with them and walk beside them in this delusion that they're living, it, it could almost result in something good happening. So after she said that, I thought, okay, if that is a way to help someone who's in this mental state, was there a better way for Lucy to have gone about this? Instead of saying, Ophelia's in the tower, let's go get her. Could she have maybe just sort of sprinkled some lies in there to convince him to, to go there? To build instead? a more convincing world. <laughs> well, Well, if she was like, Hey, I heard you know, it from a little bird. I, I think you might be right, Daniel. Ophelia might be out there somewhere. Why don't we look here first? Why don't we go see if she's here first? Something something like that. I don't know. I don't know if that would have made me feel better or not, but at least it wouldn't have been such a bold lie right to his face. But you, you realize there's another problem with that proposal is that you run the risk of, of what people had said about the midseason premiere. Like, can we get on with it? We all, even me, like, there's that part of me that says, can we just get on with the war? Can we just, can we get the conflict? Can we get the ensemble cast too? I just want to see these people together. They're my, they're my family. Yeah. In my, yeah. In my we, brain. Yeah, we want everyone back together. Yeah. So if you start doing that, you, you, you won't get that. Or it's not going to happen fast enough. Or because of all these people. But even kinda, by her saying that, you know, the next step is go to the tower, right? So then just, so, cut, just cut to the quick, I guess. I have a problem with such a big lie. That's where I'm at. I'm not a liar. And it makes me very uncomfortable when people lie because then it makes me feel like I can't trust anything yeah. anymore. It makes me question everything. Well, like Wes, interesting that mm -hmm. you said that. But I want to go to something Sharon said because it's kind of interesting. The, I'm, a, I'm a whole take the tower premise is just kind of silly. Making Lucy do that to Daniel for a dumb reason is hard. Like making mm -hmm. Charlie die for elevator parts. Mm -hmm. Kind of, It's kind of a good parallel to that. And mm -hmm. so this, yeah. all of this had reminded me of something I said in the, in the post reaction video, what this could also be on top of the fact that maybe Lucy is walking Daniel through the delusion so that he could ultimately, ultimately make it to the tower to June or to a safe spot where he can finally have an exculpatory sort of session where he can maybe root out some of the issues that he's having, or at mm -hmm. least try on top of all that. We do know that Charlie, though she is dying, she is still in the tower and she's still alive, at, at least for a that part of my brain that hopes that she is. Um, mm -hmm. And they hope, don't kill her off screen. Don't kill her off screen. So assuming that they get to the tower and take it, Charlie is still there. And if what is Charlie, if not somewhat of a representation, a more of a representation of Ophelia to him, at least as a daughterly figure than, mm -hmm. than Lucy is. Maybe he gets to the tower and he can have that resolution that he would have had yeah. with Ophelia by telling you can say it. I weird. said that. I said that right after I said that after I watched the episode. I said that to Rachel and Sharon D. I was like, what if Daniel gets to the tower and he sees Charlie and he thinks that she's Ophelia? Well, less that. Like, I think the moment he sees Charlie, he's going to know it's Charlie. But something well, inside him is going to click. I just figured because of his memory loss, maybe he would. He knows that he loves her and he knows that he cares about her and that she's like a child to him in some way. So maybe he just says that's Ophelia. So yeah. when or in season six, when Daniel is pretending to have memory loss, he does a very he does a very convincing job of pretending like Lying. he doesn't remember Charlie. I wonder if he does even remember Charlie right now. Honestly. <sighs> if he does see her, 
will he even remember her? Man, you just pulled a Dave. You, 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 <laughs> uh, you know what that is, right? I'm sorry. Dave, I'm trying to make you cry, Dave. <laughs> like a Dave. I'm always trying to yeah. make Rachel cry. Yeah. Yeah. Think think about poor Nacho in the corner. But, I mean, <laughs> what a sad what a sad parallel that would be though, right? Uh, to him pretending not to remember her to him actually not actually remembering not remembering her. And then he'll never get that simulated resolution or placeholder re- re- resolution that he would have had with Ophelia, which mm-hmm. I was hoping for. See, I'm so naive, Rachel. You you, you like you like destroyed me. <laughs> and Bridget by extension. <laughs> you just destroyed our hope. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying it won't happen, but yeah. Yeah. No, Shandy, I agree. He he did know who Charlie was and handle with care, even though he was having the the mental issues then. But I I think it's safe to say that that they're escalating at this point. Like instead of getting better, I think Daniel's almost getting worse. I mean, he kind of thinks Ophelia is still alive, even if deep down he knows the truth on the surface. I think he knows he's looking for someone, and maybe his brain is just filling in that gap that it's Ophelia. You guys touched on something that I, I thought of like in the back of my mind, like why Ophelia all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Why so random? Why her? A loved one. Why, yeah. But why her? Why her? She's been gone for so many years. Well, I don't know. It feels like so many years. For us, it's so many years. But then, but then as you were talking about Charlie and reminding us of how Daniel had to really pretend and was good at pretending that she never existed. Oh, do you know my daughter Ophelia? Mm-hmm. So could it even be that all of this all of this, even prior to Handle with Care, all of this could have stemmed from him having to lie to Charlie that one time, pretending that he didn't have feelings for her and care for her, and her playing the, the song and him having to pretend stuff down. <sighs> and, and it must have been very, very hard for him <clears throat> to stuff down the feelings of love for Charlie in that, mm-hmm. that moment where he was reaching her on a song level. Daniel loves music. So as we saw in um, season five, so what if all of this started from having to lie to Charlie that one time? And it's not Ophelia. It is Charlie. Now making myself cry. Wah! Yeah. Yeah. Because his, <laughs> like, like I just said, his memory loss, he's forgotten who Charlie was, but he knows he's looking for someone. He knows he has to save someone. That he cares about. And his brain, yeah. and his brain is just saying, oh, it must be Ophelia. Instead not of wrong. this other person that I, he loves Charlie like he loved Ophelia, <sighs> like a daughter. He loves her Guys. like a daughter. Rachel, Rachel, you just answered the question in my brain, why the Abigail? Why the Abigail? You think it's obvious, but it's not obvious. But it is, it is now that you've made the connection. Because the Abigail is classically... Is that where he meets? No, no, no. Forget no, no, that. Forget, forget the past. I, I was thinking, right, why, why is his trigger the Abigail? It doesn't make sense to me that the trigger is Abigail. Because mm-hmm. Ophelia was nowhere near death or dying during that season, let's say. But then now that I think about it, what is the Abigail if not strongly associated with Strand? And she mm-hmm. is confusing Ophelia with Charlie. So obviously Ophelia oh. is in the Abigail. So if Charlie Charlie's is the placeholder, the so if Ophelia is the placeholder for Charlie, the Abigail the is Abigail the placeholder for Strand. For and of tower. course he's not wrong. And he's trying to save Charlie, who was mm-hmm. sent out on a mission to mm-hmm. help everybody, really. But From mostly, the sub, which is where he is. Was. Guys, guys. Boom! We just did it! We did it! <laughs> and now I'm su- super sad. Yeah. To to answer Sharon D's question, do the people on the sub know Charlie's in the tower and dying? I think half. I think they, they know. They don't know about the latter part. Yeah. yeah. They I, know I mean, she I think got. They know she's caught. in the tower. But you know, as Bridget pointed out, we know that they love just. J- 
jibber jabbing across those radio waves. So who knows? Somebody might have said something. Well, and I just <laughs> responded to Sharon in the chat because I wasn't sure where the conversation was going to go. But I I'm wanted so to so horribly depressed. I'm so sorry. Um, right and <sighs> I said, I don't know, because there was another time jump because there was another time jump, because now this episode starts off with they're going to get guns in a weapons cache that Dwight found. But we don't know anything about any of that. Mm-hmm. So there's this there was a time jump again now where like could just be like a little one. I don't know. Could be bigger because they're trying to give time for like Alicia to build her group. I don't really know. Could, well, I don't know if I am ready to say it was a time jump. Why couldn't all of this have been happening at the same time Charlie and Ali are having their day at the bowling alley? Mm, okay. I the, Because then it, it sort of invalidates our my heartbreaking realization. Well, because I, it, there has to be like time for for Daniel to slowly degrade to the point so where like Charlie's he, at least been missing, right? Yeah, for enough of a time for him okay. to really, really worry about her okay. to okay. associate Charlie with Ophelia because he can't for and which makes actually a lot yeah. more sense of the cat comment too. I lost oh. the cat already. I'm not going to lose Charlie too. I'm right mm-hmm. about this. Like in my head, I'm right about this. Mm-hmm. And and Charlie was not mentioned once in this episode. I feel really of, good of, about this. Of all the Nicks and all the Ophelias and not Griselda, she died in the first season. So, <laughs> but like all of that, Charlie not mentioned once. Good, mm-hmm. intentionally good. Mm-hmm. But but we st- but I still went there. Like I still like Charlie was still you, in my brain. You all are fucking alive to me. Like instead of dead to me. <laughs> Wait, you you all did this. Wait, when I made that joke about them all being named Griselda earlier, that was a reference to Walking <laughs> Dead, not to Daniel's wife. I am not a monster. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, no, I, just, I totally, I totally knew where you were coming from. Like, I got I it. I got it. I didn't, and I was like, "Oh, respect." What? No, that was Lizzie's Lizzie's no, Walker Lizzie's friend. She named Griselda because in the because grove. Mika named the doll Griselda when she found it. But you're wrong because Daniel's wife was named Griselda too. I think it was. Yes, I know. But yes. as you said that, I was so, like, "Oh my I god!" Thought. Like my gears started turning. I was like, "Oh my god!" Everybody thinks I'm a horrible monster. <laughs> no, and and nobody blinked. No. I didn't get it. But first of all, let's high five anyway because who cares, Bridget? Who cares, Bridget? We love you. We love you, Bridget. I'm not a horrible monster. I mean, like, that's, this is the MVP moment in the show. We're all monsters. Bridget thinking we're, Bridget was a monster, or Bridget thinking yeah, no. everybody thought she was a monster. Okay. We're all monsters here. Oh. Do you not remember us talking about eating children? <laughs> we are in all season monsters. Five. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel Squawking Dead. Dan- Daniel, <laughs> we- we've all made mistakes. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. Had we not come up with that bit of info, why the boat, why the Abigail associated with Ophelia? Doesn't make sense. That's why I love doing the show, because it makes what Daniel is trying to do almost justified. Because you're sitting here thinking, what the fuck? What are you doing? First of all, Ophelia on the Abigail? You have to go to the Abigail? That doesn't make any sense. But now you have that context that it's really him trying to go to Strand's lair to rescue Charlie. He's struggling to make that connection now. He, This is him working it out. And so I, I like that having that in the backdrop because it makes everything he done, does in this episode that made me concerned, frustrated, but like then growingly concerned for everybody around him, worth it. Because before that, I was thinking danger, danger, danger. Oh no, we're going to have to do a Lizzie situation. But now I have that bit of information. It's like, now my heart is broken, but at least there's a reason for it. Like an actual tangible reason in the world. So I'm dead inside, <laughs> but I'm okay. Well, 
I'm more okay than I was yesterday. As as we've seen earlier in the week with Thank you for waiting. With my with for my, my brain talk. is um of course I'm like, well he'll be okay, right? Like he'll still be okay. Like so like so like Bridget just look at the flowers. He'll see Charlie <laughs> and then his brain will just work again, right? It'll be fine. But don't don't say that cuz then we know that's not going to work no, out. No, it's going to work. <laughs> just so where Sharon D chimes in and says, it's the hope that'll kill you. Right. <laughs> Fuck you, Sharon D. I know you didn't say I did, it. I did ask you guys that last night, too. And I and I promised I'd bring it up again. And I'm going to do it right now. Again, when Chambliss brought up the fact that Daniel is going through all of this because of, the, you know, the PTSD, not to mention just the stress of everything going on. I wonder if we will see Daniel get to if, if they make it to the tower. Let's say they get to the tower, they win. And everybody's happy and back together and you know, life can calm down and it's not so stress-free again. Do you think we'll get to a point where Daniel's memory can start to return? And then, you know, Jasmine had mentioned some medications that could help too. Maybe some of the Rangers get their hands on medication and now June is in possession of some meds that will help Daniel through this. Less stress, the proper medication. Maybe we will see Daniel come out of this. I'm not feeling good about it. I'm hopeful. But, I'm hopeful. But I think always. it's possible. I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah. But I do have to yeah. say that I don't I don't know anything about my memory loss in terms of PTSD. So that's like a specific type. And, you know, when it comes to things like Alzheimer's, the medication will stop it where it's at, but it won't repair the damage that's already happened. Okay. Or it'll slow. Or it'll slow. It (laughs) It won't stop. Yeah, I shouldn't say stop. It just slows it. And the hope is that eventually it can slow it to such a degree that it stops. But that's like the best that we can do in today's world for Alzheimer's. So I don't know if it's the same way or if it's Mm. or if they're saying it's not dementia, it's not Alzheimer's, it's memory loss due to PTSD so that they can roll back Mm -hmm. on it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know enough about it, but that's what I'm hoping. And I suppose they could go either direction with this too. If they don't want Daniel to get better, he doesn't have to, but if they feel like it'll benefit the story to have him snap out of it, they have that window. They left themselves a little open door to to bring Daniel back if they wanted. Like a basement window. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, just in terms of my fears. (laughs) So I said something in my notes. I said, Wes and Daniel parallel each other. They both need to know that, because Wes goes through a little bit of something with Daniel. But meanwhile, (laughs) Wes goes goes through something just like Daniel does, where Arno is also manipulating Wes into trying to give up the guns because maybe Wes wants to know that he's not as much of a shitbag as he thought because maybe he wants to hold certain information over his head, which kind of puts... Wes on his heels, even though he won't do the thing which Daniel says, of course he won't. He's a true believer. He believes in our group. He's not going to give up your information, idiot. At the same time, they're both being manipulated by Arno to give up something. It's funny because like they both need to know that they're losing their loved ones was justified in some way. Daniel can't hack it, but Wes might. And the thing is that by the end of this episode, we both, we, we were all kind of wondering why Wes goes to Victor's Tower, why Wes decides to go to Victor's Tower. I want to ask that question to you before I say anything. I, honestly, I have no idea why he wouldn't just return to the sub. I don't know. I get that he's like, I can't do this. If this if this is how you're going to do this, I can't be a part of it. But it is weird to me that he then goes to Strand. Because I would assume he would just leave, go. right? Or maybe even go to Alicia. I said it during the reaction yeah, just video. just be with like, somebody Oh, he's going to go with Alicia. Yeah. It makes just sense. Just be with somebody else. So when he shows <laughs> up, I was like, that's weird seems really out of character for you 
do we think that he could get the information that he wants by being with Strand? Oh, I wasn't thinking that, but well, let's answer that. I, I would, I still, I don't think that's it though. Because what, what else is the motivation? So Chambliss does touch on this and Charity is, is echoing it uh, in the in, insider of the mm. episode. Strand at least is honest about who he is and what he's doing. But I want to go further and say that's true and it has to be because <laughs> it's Andrew Chambliss. But I think further is something that we kind of said in our Better Call Saul breakdown. You know, it's like, I know I'm a shitbag. I know in killing my brother, I'm a shitbag. At least I'm going to be honest about it too, like Victor. Mm -hmm. But also, this is hell and we are all devils. It's like, I know I'm a shitbag. At least I'm a shitbag that's alive. I'm resigning myself to knowing that I will always be a shitbag. Kind of kind of like what Alicia says to Charlie and close your eyes. So many good lines, memorable ones. I'm going to live the rest of my life knowing I killed my brother and that I'm a horrible person. And I am the very people are people that he and I used to say about other people. That's why he goes to Strand. I might as well live my truth. Eke so out an existence in the tower. So he's steering into the skid. Yeah. See, I could, yeah, I could see it being more about honesty versus that. Being more he's about both. he's being honest with himself. Well, the de- better the devil you know, and not even better the devil you know, but better the devil who's at least telling yeah. you what they're doing. Mm, that's mm-hmm. a tough one because he well he doesn't. I have want... a really hard time saying that Strand is entirely honest. honest. Well, no, I, I he's can't. but you know yeah. that about him when you're with Lucy and Morgan, and they all pride themselves on their yeah. principles and doing the right thing, and so you think they're going to do the right thing and they're going to be honest, and so then to see their deception. Strand, I know he's going to lie to me. I know that going oh. in. So here's the thing. I There's a problem with this, and I, I don't think Wes knows how Victor is currently operating. He knows, he knows the other Victor, the Alicia and Strand that saved him in season five. He doesn't know how far since the portrait he's descended. Said, well, not since the portrait, but like further descended. Does Wes know that Strand's chucking people off the tower? I mean, no, is he aware of that? I don't think so. I, do you think if he knew that, he might not go join ranks? <laughs> Yes, 100%. I, well, okay, I'm, I was very forceful. I don't, I don't know, to be honest. That's why I say I think at the very least he knows that he's in hell Fair. and we're all devils. That's uh, true. Okay. Alicia does know. Alicia does know. She would have had to say There's something. a problem with that. So wait, wait, Sharon, there's a problem with that. So let me go back to some of the things that at least Sharon said. Also, he wants to feel like he killed Derek for a reason. I mm-hmm. thought that before he went to Strand's Tower... I think when he goes to Strand's tower, he was resigning himself. At least I'm not going to be like Daniel and pretend like I didn't do the thing I did or pretend like uh, my brother's still around or whatever. Like, but in my head, like I did the right thing. No, I'm coming to grips in a way that Daniel could not. And at least accepting the fact that I'm a shitbag. I am the people are people. And then I go to Strand's tower to live like a demon. Wes thinks Demon. he's a shitbag, but I don't think anybody, I personally don't see him as a shitbag. Do you no, guys? No, I, I don't either. I know. He, he did what he he's had to. Bag, but he's not. He did yeah. what he had to. No, Absolutely. But he, imagine Absolutely. you had to do the thing that he, that he, feels that he terrible. had to. Well, I and I get no. that if he knew that his brother planned the attack on Tanktown and he knew that he was there, that that, 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 for sure. that definitely then yeah. gives him that feeling like, okay, so he didn't care that he could kill me. And so it's okay Mm -hmm. that I did this. I know that Lucy said, like, I don't think that's going to make you feel better. And probably ultimately it's not going to. But I can see how it gives him some sort of justification in his mind. I don't know. I think it might lighten his load a little bit to know that Derek would have killed him if the plan had succeeded. You know what I mean? He knew he was there and he didn't give a shit. He was going to go through with it anyway. I might feel a little less weight on my shoulders knowing it was was near him. Yeah, if I were Wes. But here's the thing. He does know. Derek made it clear enough to know that he knows that he was there. 
from his notebook. He had the was, notes on Tanktown. But there was nothing specific about Wes in there. True, but I think he, the fact that he was able to describe Luciana to such yeah, a degree. But he, he knows saw the coming, Luciana. He, he didn't. And he's been serving for, for such a long time. Well, let's 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 put it this way. It really does bring us back full circle to even just talking about the Daryl and Carol spinoff or now the Daryl spinoff. When you deal with people who are so convinced of something and you suddenly present them with irrefutable evidence, they will still, if they get a shred of something else that might bring them back to the thing they wanted the most, they'll go back. That's what I was going to say is because the notes didn't mention Wes specifically in the back of his mind, he has that still going like, well, he does. I don't know that he knew for sure that I was there. So I would have to agree to me. That's not irrefutable evidence. It didn't say I saw my brother standing by the like that. That to me would be irrefutable. Mm -hmm. But right now he's looking at notes that say, okay, he's describing my friends, but there's no mention of me in here. So maybe he didn't see me. Maybe he didn't know. I would I would be thinking the same thing. I would need concrete. I would need someone in that group to tell me, yeah, your brother knew you were there and he didn't care. Right. And so what else is supposed to, is Wes supposed to feel? So in that yeah. respect, maybe not to the severity that Daniel's going through, how are they any different? I need to know that what I did was justified or a, how can a brother kill his own brother? I can't imagine it. How is that a parallel to Daniel though? I'm, I'm not seeing the, that connection. I think in a sense like grief and doubt. I think it doesn't matter to Ophelia that he couldn't say whatever he needed to say. Because if you remember that scene, oh, he know he didn't get there in time. That was the problem also. He never got there in time to see Ophelia. Yeah, she off. died like three she... seconds before he got to her. So frustrating. Right. But how, uh... you know, but how, how can she not know? How can she have not known? A and B, do you think she would honestly care? Okay. I'm going to answer so th- B all... first. No, she wouldn't okay. care because I think she loves her dad. I don't think she would have thought twice about what Daniel had to do in his past. How could she not know? Because she's his daughter. We don't see our parents as people. They are our parents and they are exactly what they tell us they are. And we swallow that. So no, I don't think Ophelia, unless they had a conversation, would know what her dad is capable of. Unless she saw it somehow. So then we have to actually actually ask the question, why is Daniel so determined to tell? This is, And this is why I say that Wes is a lot like Daniel. Why is Daniel so determined to tell Ophelia, quote unquote, all the, th- all the ways in which she wouldn't be proud of him? Hmm. Right? That's, that's the bigger question. Yeah. Regret? I can't answer it right now. That maybe all of this was for nothing? That I would have rather been a father to you? I felt like there was some sort of disagreement between the two of them at some point uh, at the beginning about like how he hid things from her. And so I think Mm -hmm. it's kind of just a callback to that. Like if he had just been honest with her, would that have changed things? And I would say Mm -hmm. probably not. But you know, when you're living the path that you've taken, there's always that what if in the back of your mind. What if I had done something slightly different? What if I had ended up with this person instead of this person? Or what would my life be like now if I had decided to leave and go here instead? You know, there's always those thoughts in our minds. And so I think that just got kind of convoluted with everything else that's going on. And he's like kind of calling back to that season one, season two, Daniel, you know, where we're, we're seeing the He gets to maybe redo, essentially. Yeah, and so I think maybe we're seeing kind of some of that coming back. And, And there was some sort of disagreement at that time between them. So yeah. And and at the same time, there's, there's, we know that that's not going to change things. No, not at all. It doesn't return the years where he could have been a father exactly. to her. 
a better the father regret, to her, let's say. Or in more yeah, open, the regret is already there. The damage is already done. Yeah. You can't do anything to change it. So it kind of goes to a con- to something I said earlier, though. Like when you when you do love somebody, you want to tell them everything. There's a party that's broken until you do. Something that Charity said earlier that I'm gonna I'm just gonna repeat though. I'm sure Alicia told them. Well, here's the thing: when they get to Arno's place, they're just now finding out that these people are from the holding. That comment is in reference to does Wes know Strand is throwing people off the tower? Mm-hmm. That's what that yep. is in reference to. But here's the thing. I'm using what they're finding out in this episode to say, I don't know how much Alicia has told them because this is something they should have already known that these people are from the holding. It feels like Alicia has been either gone too long or whatever, uh, whatever is going on with Alicia, that they don't even know these Arno and his people are from the holding. They're getting there and just like, whoa, these people, do you recognize this girl? She's from the, obviously if they're from, oh, they don't know. So uh, Alicia has not spilled the beans or has only been around for however long to not tell them about everything. Well, I mean, she right. showed like, up, passed out, and then immediately got up and left in that one episode. So I don't know how much time she spent with them. The, my mind can't resol- resolve whatever it is, but clearly they don't know as much as they should. And they're finding out along the way. Yeah. So it could be that they don't know half as much of, of what Victor's doing in the tower. Which is kind of going backwards now, but Morgan knows too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Morgan knows too. But not about Arno and his people, though. The comment Bridget had made about Wes going to the tower, like, could he find out more about his brother by joining Strand? So at first I'm like, well, yeah, maybe there's people from the... But no, they're all back at the sub. So mm-hmm. Wes should have gone back to the sub and continued conversation with the rest of Arno's group because they're going to have the answers he wants. I think to resolve this, okay, so to to Sharon's point, they almost threw Morgan off the roof. Mm-hmm. They had a conflict. They... But I don't think so, because after all of this happens, that's when more, that's when Victor goes really crazy. Bring the baby. The baby should know who his father is. That, that, <laughs> Wes does not, nobody knows that. Right. You don't even get a taste of that crazy Victor during Padre. Who's this? <laughs> Something <laughs> that, that whole thing where he finds out Alicia's been bit and, oh, a bit, and, <laughs> and then finds out no arm. You don't even get to see that crazy Victor, but it's there. He's just now confronted with Alicia again, finally, after a long time. And so maybe he's kind of come back a little bit. And so you get that glimpse of whatever. So so you don't know how crazy he's gotten. We don't know. And I'm excited to find out because I think we do get sneaks of that in the next episode. Uh, oh, so there, so there's a key moment here uh, just after that where Daniel basically says to Lucy, why are you here after seeing the very thing I could never tell to Ophelia? Why are you still here? And and she goes, we, we all make mistakes. Which is why I said I think there was a resolution here that if they continued on this path, he might have gotten better in a way. Like that maybe he was essentially better-ish or better than he was earlier today. And then she fucks up his world. But but then he says something that just wrecked me. And he says, even though we're not blood relatives, as of today, we are family. I thought like maybe he could have gotten better. And then, and which is why when she does what she does, it's worse. But Mm -hmm. going back to the reaction video slash the Better Call Saul episode that we covered slash walking dead world beyond the final season is it better for someone you love to wreck your world (laughs) than somebody who hates you like strand let's say or somebody who could potentially kill you and hate you so that's that's all that's another factor so it's okay to do something terrible to someone if it's done with love right (laughs) well like 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 being bit by a walker what What? (laughs) it's not better but if it's going to be someone (laughs) <laughs> Someone that you love, I guess. I don't know. For me personally, I think it would be worse. If I ever found out the truth, it would be worse. Is Lucy in danger is the question then too. 
right? Oh, hell yeah. Daniel told her she's in danger. Yeah. Yeah. Lucy, you in danger, girl. <laughs> no, no. We thought that's what he was going to say, right? Because I thought that's what he was about to say. Because if not, if she's, if you lied to me, it could break me. <laughs> I thought that's what he was going to say. Yeah, but if he finds out that she lied intentional about Ophelia, he just killed Arno for lying to him. Right. I mean, right. she's in danger mm-hmm. then. I think so. But it's, yeah. it's the people whom we refer to, though. Too. But no, no, no. What I like about that is is something that you wouldn't think about. But like, I know the audience thinks I'm going to kill you, but I think it would be far worse to know that you did this to me, that you have to live with that now. You broke me. And that's the worst punishment I could ever give you, that you ruined me. That's harder. You have to live with that now. I For the rest of your life, you have to live with that. I don't know that I know Lucy's character well enough to know what kind of impact that would even have on her. I know Daniel a lot better. And as a person who extracts information for a living and tortures people effectively to get information out of them, I think he knows that that would wreck her world for him to be broken. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, well, we haven't, as far we as haven't it, seen it enough emotional Lucy. range from her yet, I don't think, to know. I know, I just, I just really felt would. that from him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I felt that from him in the end. Yeah. But like, yeah, you're right, Lucy, we don't know how Lucy would be, but I feel like he, Maybe he feels that that would be the most effective form of torture for for Luciana. Well, I keep I keep going back to what Sharon D pointed out to all of us, how he says to Lucy, "Me, you, and Ophelia will all be together one day." <laughs> and it's forever. Like, yeah, forever. Like, was that a death threat? Did he just threaten her? <laughs> we'll all be together and, and you know today, what? and no yeah, one, we no thing. one will be alone again. Is what he for, says. Uh, yeah, That's right. no one will be alone again. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of goes back to a comment I said, and I can't remember where I said it, but uh, something about like, please take me. If I did this to you, please kill me because I can't live with myself. I, I don't think Lucy is that, but maybe we'll see that dimension if it does come to that. Yeah. Like we'll see that dimension in her character that maybe she, I would rather not be alive. Oh, this is Howard and Ali. Like if I'm going to go down for trying to kill a kid, I hope he kills me because I don't want to have to do it. But, oh, you know. but Howard got the upper hand. Yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. <sighs> How depressing. <laughs> okay. There was a, there was an interesting line that Daniel does say to Wes, though, which it kind of has further credence to the Wes Daniel connection, or the, at least the the mirroring that that's going on with those two. And he says just after he kills Sage, because Sage seems to have some insight into Derek. Like I knew your brother. Mm-hmm. You're better off not knowing about your brother. The truth about people is often disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, Daniel, about yourself. I think, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys agree, but I think Wes almost wanted the disappointing answer, right? He wanted to know Derek knew he was there. He wanted to be disappointed in his brother so that he was justified in killing him. It would have been worse to find out Derek didn't know he was there. That would be something Wes couldn't live with, I think. And like introducing Arno as Derek's best friend or his good friend at the very least does introduce that element is, is like just another pressure of doubt that Arno at least puts into West to try to extract information. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, here's here's a little bit more reason why maybe you're maybe you're a shitbag and maybe you should help us. Like I was your brother's friend. Don't you want to get closer to me? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. So and that wrecks it's enough to wreck his world, like enough, enough of a seed to grow into enough doubt for him to be like, I'm a fucking horrible human being. I am the people are people, and I'm no different than you, Lucy. Only I am not going to wreck somebody else as a result. These two things happen very close to each other. The first thing Daniel does to fuck up is say, right, Ophelia to Luciana, <laughs> like calling her Ophelia. Fuck up number one. 
But then when they meet up in the Chernobyl playground, <laughs> I like to call it, he says, of course, of course, I remember you. But listen, I wanted to talk to you about what I did earlier, because like almost very embarrassed, like he hates himself for calling her Ophelia. Mm -hmm. And so he has to be mean to her because he hates himself for doing that. And then it starts this spiral of whatever. Do you think that might be the case that like him even thinking this could be like a replacement daughter? Our Charlie theory aside, like him mm -hmm. even thinking that this could be a replacement daughter makes him, brings him further down this terrible path. Like, no, 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 she's not my daughter. It's, it's Ophelia's my daughter. Oh, no, no, no. I have to remember, I can't disgrace her name by even thinking closely that she could be found family. Yeah, like, I uh, think- Like my I new think, family. I think Daniel- would definitely be feeling a certain type of way letting Lucy get so close to him and then calling her by the wrong name. He might feel like, eh, I, I don't. But it's not I him. It's her. He has word. to retaliate. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's lashing out on her at, at Lucy because of what he did. But I think he's not replacing her. But by calling her the wrong name, like he feels like he's insulting Ophelia almost or like I can't put it into words but like I'm sure it made him feel like garbage like on the inside he felt like crap putting his daughter's name on someone else that's yeah. the best way I can describe it yeah yeah, yeah. it's like besmirching her memory well and that his and that is yeah that his mind is failing him it's a reminder mm -hmm. that your mind he disrespected is, her yeah. I'm sorry no yeah, that's that's what I wanted to say it's disrespectful to the memory, memory. Yes. of Ophelia but it's also that he's frustrated because it keeps happening he's not yeah. in control right mm -hmm. so of course he has to lash out at ophelia because i can't control this but i can control that but, but like <laughs> so many people like so many people that i've met in real life who are suffering memory loss they fight it they fight mm -hmm. against it and they deny it they try to deny it and now he's trying to backpedal what he said and and like you said he's almost going on the on the attack <laughs> No, of course you could never be my daughter. No one would ever replace Ophelia, especially not you. Now what were you what were you even thinking? Right, but that's only his reaction to calling her the wrong name. Right. He's lashing out on her, but beating himself up at the same time for it even happening. And that's I think that's so often what we see with people who are going through memory loss issues end up really lashing out the people closest to them because they're so Because you can. They're so frustrated mm -hmm. and so confused and so angry. And it's kind of like with Paul, with Paul's character and how he was, he lashed out at Rowan when she put together the Ode to Joy mm. um, arrangement. And he said, it's because I was so angry at everything that was happening to me that I lashed out at the one person I could. Good, mm -hmm. good parallel. Cause like mm -hmm. retreating, lashing mm -hmm. out. Was there any lashing out in the second episode at all? No, but I mean- Maybe? Ollie left his dad. I mean, Howard, too. Well, Howard like did lashing out. But Ollie uh, left his dad, and that was... Him lashing out for being weak, in a sense, too? Almost like... like not a, being the thing I needed? Yeah, like, almost like I can't I can't even deal with you, because this is, like, too much. Fuck, man. I'm so sad. Yeah, and so maybe we're going to see more lashing out. I mean, we're seeing Strand is lashing out at who? Alicia, primarily, and is, like, want to find her to, like, make sure she never helps him again it's because that's the closest thing to family he has is alicia and now alicia and strand are getting a redo by way of madison mm -hmm. of all the people who lose and lost and, and can't do the thing can't retread their steps here's the opportunity to do that but what does that look like how do we fix that what does that even look like if you had the chance to do it over again that people never get to do here's that chance 
And what does that look like? Does it turn out the same way it always does? But then, and then again, Madison is tied to season eight. It's kind of like the, the hypothetical that sometimes comes up on other shows, like with supernatural origins where, well, here's what would happen if this person came back to life. Oh, it's not the way you thought, thought it would be. Actually, this was the exact scenario of, of the what if episode that Tales of the Walking Dead could do. Like, oh, what if Glenn had lived? But the outcome is far more horrible for everybody involved. I know, I'm sorry, but it's the best example I have. Like other, many other people, including Glenn, could have probably died, you know, like a more horrible death than he already did, let's say. I mean, so, does it get more horrible? Stop, nope, don't even answer that. Don't. I know, we've seen don't. all the various ways people can be chopped up uh, and served on, this, mm. on these shows, so. Mm. But that's a perfect example. But Madison now is that, and it could be bad for everybody involved. Let's say, maybe. Here's your second chance, enjoy. <laughs> Ouch. Because <laughs> it's kind of like something Bridget said. It's like things are meant to happen for a reason or like uh, people come into your lives for a reason at that time for a reason. And uh, this is what happens when you get that chance or you, this is this is when you get that second chance at doing something else. Oh, it's not great. She was supposed to be dead, but now she isn't. <laughs> Oops. I, <laughs> so. I, I hate being this person but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> they better show us how the fuck she got out of that situation. Like I am not going to be happy until I have answers on how she survived. And I, and I have this pit in my stomach that it's not going to happen. And I'm already angry thinking about not having those answers. <laughs> I do have that answer. It has been said that we will find out. Okay. Well, well from, that makes me from feel the better. executive producers. Yeah. That makes yeah, me feel yeah. better. There's going to be a retreading of steps too. Okay. And, and not only how she survived, but why has she not gone looking for her children? Because at this point, she doesn't know, she didn't know Nick was dead. So in her mind, both of her children were still alive. Who else does that sound like? Rick? Rick. We've come up with yep. several plausible theories as to why he's not looking, though. And maybe, and maybe those answers will apply to Madison, which I'm completely fine with. But I do want to, I do want to know... I'm not saying it. And, and, <laughs> so break and it. Uh, yeah, Sharon has a good point. Maybe she has been no. looking. Well, Maybe I mean, she has been. That's, Texas I'm totally, is, that would be fine. Texas is yeah. huge. And she doesn't uh -huh. even know if they're still in Texas. They could have left. I mean, you just have to think, yeah, it's been this really happy coincidence that so many of our people have like found each other. Dwight and Sherry. This is extremely <laughs> unlikely. I mean, we don't really have reliable vehicles anymore you could try to leave like messages on signage on major roads but those roads are backed up and then you end up going down a different road and there's a million different country roads so are they going down the same ones it's just there's a lot of reasons why you would maybe never find someone <sighs> which almost makes me think why wouldn't the showrunners keep a particular thing under wraps like because how much time do they have to to dedicate to retreading those steps if not having her show up be a certain way have our head scratch then say, announcing now that Fear the Walking Dead season seven is done, Madison limited series event where they kind of go into all of that, which I would be very interested. I'd be very interested in that because why waste Fear the Walking Dead on that story? Why waste all these other characters in the conflict and whatever happens afterward in the aftermath? Why waste all that on just Madison? I would love to see a, an extended three or four part series retreading all those steps like her in the stadium waiting or something or mm. like and alicia was about to go there it's like uh, uh. and then ed tells her not to and which makes sense don't retread the steps of the past and and then all and then all of a sudden a nuclear bomb goes off and she assumes they're dead and she's wandering the wilderness like uh like a zombie 
I think they could answer all of my questions in like a five minute montage. And I would be happy with that. They don't, I do not need, <laughs> you would I do be. not need a Madison spinoff. I don't need that. <laughs> right. I mean, and, no, and t- that's to your point. That I wouldn't makes sense, be but... mad about it. Like I, and I think that would be fine. Cause like you wouldn't have to necessarily watch it if you weren't interested in it. But I would. <laughs> right. Kind of like, and then I would be ca- that so that mad kinda... at myself. <laughs> for not watching it. Right. No, but here's the thing. Watching like, it. <laughs> oh, but, but then you, you wouldn't help yourself from watching it because you feel like okay well i have to know what this if i'm missing yeah. something i would Contact. have to watch it i would have to watch it and then i would just be like pissed the whole time watching it going motherfuckers making me watch this shit yeah but charity <laughs> saying madison episodes equals the governor yes episodes. exactly <laughs> but, exactly but oh, um, i liked the but, governor episode <laughs> for but for the sake of story <laughs> like you said we need to know that's not something you feel about her. that is not a reality that I can suspend. I need concrete answers to this. I can't just right. go, oh, yep, she's back. Oh, hey, something that we also forgot about. So we put that to bed because they had said as much that they will retract steps. I'm happy. But I remember, I remember something that was way back when they announced Tales of the Walking Dead. Ian and Andrew had a conversation with, I think, Kirsten Acuna. I don't correct me if I'm wrong. Nobody will. I'm not going to. Well, you just said don't correct me if I'm wrong, so that's fair. (laughs) I'm always right. Don't correct me if I'm wrong. Forget it. Kirsten, even if you're watching this, it's you. Okay. So Ian and Andrew had said, maybe she'll come back, right? This is back when, when they were being stupid. They had explicitly said, we are kind of exploring retreading the steps of what happened after the dam in a Tales of the Walking Dead episode. That's not a guarantee. And maybe they said that because they didn't know if Kim would come back for the series, mm-hmm. probably. So I'm, I'm going to say that out front. But they're very interested in maybe going back to, to fill out that gap that happened or like a justification for the dramatic changes that happened in season four, mm-hmm. which I don't think anybody would be mad at. Anybody. Most people want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. after the dam even though we filled in a little bit of that the effects of what happened at the dam people want to know yeah how do we get here look if better call Saul can cover an entire year in an opener they can tell us what happened to madison in the opener and let it go to bed that's it leave it alone but how will they make Move their on. money <laughs> how will they make all their monies <laughs> <From> amc plus subscriptions <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> Look here. Here. Well, hey, AMC Plus. I know how they can make money. Make some fucking merch. For make Fear the Walking Dead. Yes. Yes. Make some it. fear merch. Okay. Make you know what? more fear merch. Because you're already doing it, but I don't yes. really like merch. it. So make different fear merch. No, no. I'll make say I, I like. Remember, remember, remember when they came out with all the taglines at the beginning of Fear the Walking Dead season six? Like mm-hmm. that merch was actually it's really like good. It's like the only mm-hmm. merch I actually that's really still liked up there. It. And, and no, out of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, that shit was good. And I even like the graphic that they have on AMC Plus of like Morgan and, and Strand looking straight out in red, and then like Leash out front in yellow. I think that's a really oh cool the image. key art. I would key love art merch. that's like it's like yeah, yellow and like teal kind of. Yeah, it's, exactly. Um, I would love it if Alicia didn't look like death warmed over because she looks. Really, I still would love it. What are you picture? talking about? <laughs> I don't, I, it's, yeah. I know it's, it's a, like it's a moment in time, be, baby. But I was like, I don't really love this. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it. 
I want at least it would but be hey, good merch. Well, like is I said earlier, saying. not okay. not everything is for everyone, so yeah. But my point is, like, of the merch that TW Shop has, like the fear merch is actually far better. I'm gonna so say make that. more of it. Just make more of it. I need it, a T-shirt. Just make more of it. I need a T-shirt with Daniel's face that says, "What's scary is what I'm gonna have to do to these people." Right? <laughs> yes. Guys, I ideas. Want that shirt. Got them. Who's this? Make that shirt. Strand shirt. Yes. Who's this? Where is it? Right, with the with the sword yep. like this, and pointing at you. Who yeah. is this? Pointing. What? I yeah. don't know. I'm not me. Who's this? I'm telling you, um, we have great ideas. We have great T-shirt ideas. Listen to us. The final thing I will say is something Bridget said earlier. I write this show. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost. I and just lost my headphones. Yes. <laughs> I laughed so hard I backed and up like, and I pulled them right out of my head. Oh my god. Yeah. If you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead. Five stars and eggplant is all we need to know that you love what you heard, but use it as a springboard to tell us what we what you liked, what you didn't like. Use it to make personal attacks on Rachel's attack hair. Us per- attack us personally. Yeah, don't, attack don't. us personally. Go for it. We are don't, don't, don't do, that. do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but do it after every episode. Please do it. Please be prolific with the ways in which you can rate us and leave us comments on either Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, supposedly Spotify Spotify on the app, at least maybe. Stitcher does have a rating system, too. It's not as good, but it's there. But after every episode. And hey, if you really like what we're doing and you're invested in our success, the only thing we're asking for is you following us on ko-fi.com slash squawking dead because it keeps you in the know when we set up these recording sessions where you can join in the real-time chat potentially and receive alerts when our unedited episode recordings drop that contain all these things that i edit out a ton of things i'll be editing out in this episode particularly but when you feel like joining in you can either tip us and receive 30 days of supporter back content or you can join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month which includes access to Discord at that level, as well as all the things I mentioned earlier, and a ton more. Wallpapers, ringtones at a dollar a month. It's not even about the money. It's about you telling us that we're on the right track and that you want more and you want us to succeed. Even just following does that. So that, everybody. I'm, I've been your host, David Cameo. I was joined by Cosmoms Aaron and I, Rachel Burt, and Survivors tier members, Jasmine, jasmine.iac, <laughs> and Bridget. Ex prophecy girl on Twitter, and of course Sharon Dean in the chat because we love the fuck out of her. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. I'm glad this episode turned out the way it did. I did not have high hopes, but we'll see you in the next one. How about that? Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for making it to the end of this mind blowing episode. The eleventh episode of season seven of fear the walking dead titled ophelia and uh hey if you like what you heard obviously you can do what uh, you just literally heard before and rate us or support our podcast by heading over to ko-fi.com slash walking dead and just following us and speaking of ko-fi.com slash walking dead uh we'd like to thank our survivors tier members the highest tier they get first dibs mentions at the end of these episodes they are elite at Lisa Jones 71 on Instagram at Jasmine.iac on Instagram. We've got X prophecy at X prophecy girl on Twitter at real Ryan GM on Twitter. And let's not forget 
fanartlindy. That would be ko-fi.com slash fanartlindy. And uh, these episodes would also not be possible if not for our Whispers tier members, the mid-tier. Uh, they, too, also get 50% off the, the merch store. They get credits at the end of these episodes. They get dibs on when we play Jackbox games. Obviously, the survivors get first dibs. But they are at Judith.Morton on Instagram, at Aiden the Raven on Twitter, at Tyler Philip Cox on both Twitter and Instagram, at RitasFan2 on Instagram and Twitter, at FrostedAngel67 on Twitter, and at Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook, and let's not forget, at J13Voorhees on Instagram and Twitter. I'm so happy you got to listen to this episode. It is incredible. Uh, we really came, we really pulled out all the stops. Uh, in spite of all the technical difficulties that we had getting this episode over to you, we have a ton of Better Call Saul content to throw, to shove into the pipeline that we call podcasts. And I hope you really, really enjoy what, what you have in, what we have in store for you. And if you do enjoy what we have in store for you, obviously do what I said earlier, which is rate us and and uh, just follow us at ko-fi.com slash squawking dead because uh, what we're endeavoring is a lot of hard work and we want to know that uh, this is something you want more of. Uh, better Call Saul breakdowns along with Walking Dead Universe breakdowns. So let us know what you think, especially in the rating system. You can really, really communicate with us through your ratings. It means a lot. Uh, to that you care enough to actually say something and we want you more involved. This is all about you. This is your show. So let us know, help us grow, take care and we'll see you in the next one.